This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, they said, the Easter story goes, that they died on the Friday and they were reborn when it came to Monday. Just like our microphone, apparently. Just like our microphone, apparently. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> I was going to edit all of that out of the, uh, of the audio version of the podcast, but there you go. But it's live, you can't edit it. Well, I can edit the audio version. Anyway, welcome back to the Mansfield Masters podcast. If you're watching in the comments, please let us know if you can actually hear us, because according to uh, the last time we tried this, um, you couldn't hear us. So if somebody can just pop up in the comments and say, we can hear you loud and clear, get on with the show, that would be fantastic, and we'll take it from there. Lots to talk about this week, get your comments in as usual, and uh, we'll uh, have much more of that. I'll just find out if it's working by plugging the headphones in, to be honest, so there you go. Let's, let's try this. The hey, that, no, it's, it's working, it's working, it's all good. That's better, there you go, we are here, right? I'm gonna pre- <laughs> right, everybody at home, pretend that we've not started this, I'm going to start it all over again, and you shut up. Here we go, ready? <laughs> I'll edit it out of the audio version. Oh, I love it when it's live. What they say? The Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so we just come on. I just carry on. Wrong, Third time looking. Come on. Just straight out balls. Straight out balls. Merry Christmas, Daniel. Oh, I love the same you was born. The Easter weekend, of course, wasn't a uh, very good one for Mansfield Town. They died on the Friday against Accrington Stanley. And instead of being reborn on the Monday at, at Luton, they sort of died again, didn't they? 60 minutes, it looked great, but in the end, it was a defeat. All of that to come on the way tonight here on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters when the microphones work. And uh, we've got lots more to talk about as well. We'll have the results of our snap poll. Get your uh, thoughts in on that and uh, join us for that. We'll also have the usual features. We've got another game, uh, another couple of games of our 90 second, 90 second possession game with a brand new music bed, which one which doesn't sound like a, a news bulletin this week. <laughs> uh, we've also got some great prizes. We've got pick and mix up for grabs. We've got quality street up for grabs. And Cuddly toy? No. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Let's start with oddballs as we always do then. Obviously, if you might, as you might have seen on our Facebook page, uh, we posted a picture of three former Stags and uh, Crew Alex players. They are Dave Bartell, Gary Roberts and Lee Bell. All three ex-Stags were at Crew at the same time. But which one is the oddball? And I'll give you a clue. 
it's uh, it's, it's got absolutely nothing to do with uh, the current uh, with with somebody being the manager, if that makes sense. So the answer I'm looking for is not the fact that Dave Artell is the manager. He could be the right answer, but he might not be. But who is the oddball between Dave Artell, Gary Roberts, and Lee Bell? Nathan, any ideas? Any nope. names? Which no should, idea. No idea. I hate this game. You hate this game. Why do you hate this game? <laughs> I've never got one right. You, so. You're telling me that you hate this game 34 episodes into the show. You do realise that? We're going to be doing about four episodes, aren't we? It's oddball, anyway. Yeah, it's the same thing. Three it's the sa- no, it's same not. thing as the connection question. Oh, yeah. Do you not ha- listen when we have these meetings between... Not really. I can't say I do, to be honest. I come for the yeah. tea. Come for the tea. And <laughs> chat a little bit about stags, and that's about it, really. Absolutely shocking. Simon, any ideas? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all, I said. Not, not at all. Not at all. Say it like a proper normal. Not at all, no. Cameron, any ideas, lad? I ain't got a clue. You ain't got a clue either. If you think you know, let us know uh, in the comments uh, and we'll reveal the answer, if I remember, at the end. I'll remind of, you this time. Yeah, can you remind me before we finish the broadcast of this Well, time, I don't want to interrupt you because she was on. Oh, oh, to be fair, I wasn't on the roll last time. Come on, I think it was. If you forget it, we'll throw some pickle at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Oh if you God, forget what we're on about, go back to last week's audio version because Craig got to forgot to give the answer for our balls. I did, and it's so on the audio version of, of, of last week. So there you go, a bit of an extra exclusive, bit. exclusive, and there might be a bit of extra bit in this week's audio bit from when we did this and we thought the sound worked and it wasn't. Can we move on to the football, please? I, I mean, I know, <laughs> it's, it's, I know it was it's horrible to talk about, but we need to address it, don't we? Head on, mate. Ah, uh, Easter weekend. What an absolute cracker! Well, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely broke apart. That was, that was for sure. Hey, there it is. Got in there. Got in there. But no, I'd, I'd, I mean, to be fair, we can take some positives out of it. The fact that from going from where we were against Forest Green, where we was abysmal, weren't we? Let's just let's just face it. That's what it was. We we was poor. We had no fight. We had no ideas. Team selection was wrong. We went into Friday against Accrington, and I thought the team selection was right. It seemed like the hunger was back. It seemed like we was going to... Actually, it looked like we was going to finally do one over Appington. And then obviously went down to 10 men. And it was a red card, in my opinion. And I think by most people's opinion, I don't know what you lot think, but... 100%. was a red card. Um, but the good thing is, we didn't give up, did we? We still actually played pretty well. And it was... it was In some ways, a bit of a... It was like a breath of fresh air, wasn't it? And how we was went out in that manner. It was only it was only up until Accrington that scored that we were actually the better team for the most of the game. Fair enough, they had the odd, odd chance thrown in there, but it was the same again at Luton. It's just we just seemed to fall apart when the other team scored. But I suppose you can't have everything your own way. I think you? the disappointing yeah. thing for me, sir, was the fact that, as Nathan rightly said, you know, we, we went from Forest Green and being. So, in such a poor place to come in at Accrington showing some fight showing some determination and then for it to get ruined by the red card and to be, yeah. in, in, and to be honest in, in terms of the whole game it was just the fact of the numbers it, it was just the numerical advantage just paid paid off in the end yeah what what also did us was obviously we had to put CJ at left back he kept the same game plan as what it were for 11 men uh, but he dropped CJ back into left back, and that kind of, kind of held us back a little bit. I thought because, I, I personally, I would have probably brought Johnny uh, Johnny Unton and pushed CJ up in the middle a bit more. But you know, he did a good enough job, and like you say, the, the it was the numerical advantage that did us, and the lack of concentration from a corner. I that's, think. that's all it was, wasn't it? Yeah. We just kind of just switched off, didn't we? And 
that player run 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 round. I can't remember who it was, and he just kind of just nodded it past that's, that's Conrad. The thing. When, you, when you've got less numbers, you think corner wise, you're always going to have that one less man to mark. Yeah, so that one player is always going to find a bit of space, and it's just unfortunate they've scored from it. But yeah. but being could, professionals, they should have known that. Well, anyway. yeah, there's not much you can do about that in some ways. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, you got to also look at it and look at who you're playing up against, and it's, it's Accrington, and they know how to play against eleven men, so they're going to know how to even take advantage of it against ten men, aren't they? So you mm. know, uh, and I think I to to be honest, I think Accrington. They didn't look that special, to be fair, but they, I think, from what we can tell from the results this season, they seem to be a team that know how to get their job done. And that's exactly what they did against us, wasn't it? You know, to be Gee. fair, it's not always easier. <laughs> yeah, fell, fell over everything. Well, to be fair, though, I think the referee was... It was very inconsistent. I had a bit of a rant about it afterwards, and obviously I'd not, at that point... See, this is, this is the reason why, if anyone ever wonders why I don't post blogs straight after a game or I don't we don't do podcasts right after the game it's because sometimes you get caught up in the emotion of the game and you don't yeah. see things from every angle I mean for me personally I felt at the time Benning's challenge was only a yellow card but I was sat at the other end from it and I wasn't straight on top of it and from the angle I saw it it was a booking and there were three or four others after it which if Benning's was a sending off should have also been a sending off but looking at it back from the yeah. other angle it was completely Right, the right choice to send him off, and it was a stupid yeah. challenge to make. So, heat at the moment, and all that thing you got to take into account. But I've never felt so frustrated and felt and so, so sorry for a manager after the game because we did everything wrong at Forest Green, as you said, Nate, mm-hmm. and then everything right against Accrington. And even with ten men, I felt we could have nicked the game and if it wasn't for their keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a he had a decent game, to be honest. I thought. It's just unfortunate. Every time we come up against Accrington, even if, even if we're the really. even if yeah. we're the better team, we still can't get still can't get the results. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then moving on to Monday, and uh, first half we came out with the same intent, didn't we? We we played very very well against Luton first half. We should have been more ahead. Um, it should have been at least two or three. I mean, granted, Luton did have a couple of chances as well. They should probably have had one themselves. If it wasn't for a great save from from Conrad, um, but then second half, what happened? <laughs> it was almost like we got to sixty minutes and somebody had flicked a switch, and what wasn't it? And again, it's that deflating feeling of uh, you've come so close and then fallen apart. But Luton did exactly what they did in the reverse fixture at the One Course Stadium: extra man up front, and we same same again. We just didn't deal with it and we just couldn't cope. Tell you, tell you what really made me angry as well, and you were just saying you felt sorry for Flickcroft. Because obviously he earned, on Friday, he to win on, on Friday, Friday. on, well, on, on Monday, I wanted to grab all of him and just knock some sense into him. Because why Angle was still on that pitch, especially in that second half when we clearly were struggling to to do anything in that in that second half. Why he was still on that pitch, I don't know. He was contributing absolutely nothing. I think in the first half, it, between him and Hemmings and CJ, and then oh, he was on the right wing, Macca. Between all them, they, we looked dangerous going on the attack. You think we'd got all them piling forward, and there were a couple of chances where Hemmings or Angle should have put it in the back of the net. We looked really hungry and dangerous. So I can see why he kept him on, but in second half, he just run out but of legs. We've got Ricky Miller on the bench. Um, exactly. He brought him on what, way what, too what, With two minutes left, wasn't it? Yeah. Plus, well, then, plus out of time. But what makes me 
annoyed is that we've got after the match there were so many uh, posts on from our from our fans on social media saying the problem we've got we didn't we haven't got a striker we didn't recruit a striker in, striker in January I don't feel like you can actually say that when we have got a striker sat on the bench who's not been given a chance exactly and we'll talk more about Ricky Miller uh, later on as well uh, obviously we're going to talk about that in relation to we've been asking you guys uh, to vote in our snap poll this week which is all Nathan's idea it all started from uh, from Nathan's idea and we stole it from, from him didn't we Nathan so, yeah, thanks yeah I know but you know, at least I've contributed something I feel that's like it, it but you know what they say imitation is the best form of flattery there's quite a few examples we can give uh, keep your comments coming in on the uh, live feed tonight Mick says uh, should it be Miller starting every game and Angle coming on for the last three seconds uh, Callum says honestly thought CJ did amazing at left back um, in terms of the Accrington game how many times before Benning got sent off did Accrington play in behind him they knew CJ was fast and he certainly kept them quiet down the right for the rest of the game I felt exactly the same mm-hmm. when I was watching it had a really good game uh, Mark says we sat back when we came in the second half against Luton yeah. uh, Callum says really don't know what Miller and Digby need to do to get a full game good yeah. man um, <laughs> completely agree and um, Shelley says Miller must start on Saturday Craig says 20 minutes to go at Luton uh, 2-1 down why not bring Miller and Potter on might as well lose 3-1 no leave it to the last minutes to go clueless um, Chris and Chris says Hemmings Rose Miller up front let's go for it completely agree with the go for it obviously it depends on Danny Rose's fitness I think he's probably going to be a little maybe another week or so away before he can get involved with a game but some of the comments uh, there are absolutely spot on and the only critical thing as I say I felt sorry for Flickcroft against Accrington because I felt he did everything right and I think had we had 11 men on the pitch um, you know I think we'd have probably nicked the game but on Monday this, I had the same frustration as you Nath not necessarily aimed towards Leanne as, as you as you would put it but uh, I completely agree what is the point of bringing on two substitutes with three minutes to go when you're chasing the game? The yeah. two subs should have been made straight after their second goal mm. and just gone for the jugular. And I think for me, Si, I think that's where Flitcroft needs to improve slightly. He's a little bit too cautious when it comes to making changes. Yeah, I mean, in his first game, we were all like, he made his substitutions too early. And then since since then he's kind of. I think he watches. He, and you <laughs> might do. You don't know. <laughs> come on, sort it out. Yeah, come on, David. Um, yeah, he, in his first game he made his. Or is it Colchester? I think one, of the, one of the two it? games he, he made his substitutions like quite early, and then we were. He was kind Yeah, Colchester, and then uh, after that he's been quite cautious about when he's bringing somebody on now. So he's he's kind of gone from one end to the other. This, this caution is just plain stupid, though, because you could see for so long yeah. in the second half that we needed to change. It was obvious. And then, like you say, when that second goal got in, that was the cue, really. You know, you you could see it before that, before the second goal had gone in. But as soon as that had gone in, they should have been like, you know, get some movement on the bench, get them warmed up, and and start making some changes. Because, like someone said in the comments, you might as well go out and, and lose three one, then you have you know at least go for it and try and get back into it, then then just stay in at two one. And I don't think any of us would have walked away from Luton uh, frustrated at that. If we'd have lost 3-1 but made the two changes earlier and, and had a go, maybe even gambled and gone through at the back and tried to put them on the back foot, we'd have probably walked away losing 3-1, three, three, maybe even 4-1, but we'd have said, you know what, at least they showed a little bit of fight. Mm. But we walked away su- in such disbelief. It's not defeat which hurt, 
it's the deflation which hurts it, it's just that why have we gone from suddenly on 60 minutes playing really well with a bit of zip and putting them on the back foot and on the ropes to just and just died yeah. just gone flat so we had a bit of flat. hope didn't we after the first half it, you sort of like you sort of looked at it and also taking into account the game against on Friday you think hold on a minute we've got something about us here and we could actually we could actually do it and then we get slapped in the face don't we second half and it's, 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 it's not like anybody particularly had a bad game everyone mm. pulled their weight not, and not like on Friday then no Friday <laughs> Friday was just a bit unfortunate but I suppose you're going to get blips along the way aren't you but Luton everyone went to the game we had some heart and soul Conrad were belting it out from the back and everyone just pulled their weight and then it literally got to the 60th minute and everyone just died pretty much it's like now, that, there, nobody... there comes an argument there doesn't it because I, I I wrote about it being tiredness and there are two types of tiredness but they can come in, in one physical tiredness because they played they travelled and they played two games in the space of four days shot turn around against two top sides and you would argue there of, well, well if you know you're going to play two games in that short time why not change the team simply because the team on Friday against Accrington was good enough to take into that game against Luton you don't disrupt something like that mm, so I agree exactly. with that and then the, the substitutions thing but they were just physically and I think mentally tired because when Luton got back in the game you could almost see every single Stakes player turn around because of the way they scored the goal and just go we've lost this haven't we and they'd, they'd lost the game at one all, and that that's what worries me there's a, a mental tiredness in there as well and I think there's got to be something to, to rectify this, this that is gonna be, this is going to cause a few people to go nuts but I think honestly I think the one, one of the players that have been a bit off recently physically and mentally is Alex McDonald mm. he looked, he looked particularly agree. poor against Accrington he were awful trying to Accrington. ping long balls passing just couldn't pass the ball and it was the same at Luton he just seems to ever since Evans has gone out. He just seems lost. Mm. He just he's just lost that edge that he had, that little bit of zip in his yeah. ass, which he's lost that hunger a little bit. Yeah, it's, there is a little bit about that from Alex McDonald. Whether it's you know the disillusion of a manager you work closely with leaving or not getting on with a new style because he's gone again. We we spoke about McDonald lots this season. We were talking about how good he was as a central player, but under Flickcroft, he's gone back to the wide right. player. Is yeah. Excuse me. Is that is is that what is holding him back? Is it the fact he's not getting a game in the middle, so he can't create that? Is it just mental and physical tiredness, or is it something else? I think there? his game just developed under Evans to be a box-to-box midfielder, mm. getting getting back to make a tackle and then pinging the ball up front, chasing after it as well. I think it's just it's. it's Type of players had to change completely just to what Flickcroft wants to play. And, and I think if he's stuck, wing, he <coughs> seems, I think he stuck, things out at way, don't he? Yeah, I think sticking him back in the middle, I think it'd do him all right. So I if think it's higher up, I, I think though. Yeah, beyond yeah, front too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I think they've got. It's all ifs and buts. So I think it'll just come down to what Ev- what Evans thinks, what Flickcroft yeah. wants to do on Saturday. It's a completely different opposition, completely different, completely different scenario because they're. Down towards the bottom, fighting. Arguably yeah, a tougher it's... game against Crew than what it is against Accrington. But at least, because at they're least fighting for survival, which there's mm. more on it. They've got quite. They are quite a few points clear now, aren't they? But you still think they they still probably still look at it and think we need. They probably need a couple. You're of never safe until you mathematically. No, exactly, yeah. But 
It's odd because I, I, you know, what you're saying about not posting after a game because you say things in the spur of the moment, and I did. A, That's I just did, my preference. Yeah, I no, no, and I, I sort of completely understand it, but I, because I did that on on Monday and I, I posted after the game, and uh, I put I didn't fancy us for the playoffs, and a part of me still doesn't, but I'm also a little bit excited now for Saturday because I sort of have this feeling now. Obviously, that we know we've played well majority of the game and the last two games so that'll probably install a little bit of belief into the into the side but the fact that we're two points behind we're now that team when you, you're chasing it so you're hungry for it whereas when you've got it you're sort of under pressure to lose it so we've now dropped out of it so I feel like in some ways we might now we've, we've now gone back to the underdog haven't yeah, we it, it's like the old cliche isn't it they say it's easier to get there than to stay there yeah yeah yeah, I, I agree so with that. It's just, just reflected on what I said, and I was like, actually, come to think of it, we've still got to win a hell of a lot of games, you know, between now mm. and the end of the season, but it could actually work in our favour in some ways. Last thing, they're more winnable games than what we've played recently, because obviously we've played Knox County recently, we've played Accrington recently, we've played Coventry recently, we've played Luton, and they're all tough games, and now you look at it, you look. Out of all them games, the only ones I think that we'll but, pick, as long as we stay focused and we're actually going to the game hungry, I think the only games that you'll struggle with maybe Accrington, uh, Chesterfield and Accrington and what? Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. it's still <laughs> like that. Right? Yeah, I'm like. Do you want to go out and start again? Do you want to go out and start again? Or edit I mean, it out. It's live. It's, it's live. live, mate. We're not doing that. Twenty minutes in now. I'm not. I'm not going to no, start, start, start again. Just more, for you. They're more winnable games on paper. Depends how we go out. We down. have to but go out with a mind, right mindset. Are we mindset? going into these games with a different mindset to what, you know, Evans gave us? Because, you know, Accrington and Luton, you know, we're to give, give them a game. You know, we should have given them a game from start to finish, not up to 60 minutes. I would say, I would argue and say that against Accrington, we did give them a game even with 10 men for 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. But, like... You know, not to change the football team, but you look at Yeovil. Who would have thought Yeovil would go to Coventry on month Friday uh, on Monday? Yeah, sorry, exactly. And beat them six two. There are some strange games in this league. Just going through some of the comments, keep them coming in tonight on the live feed. If you've missed this and you listen to the audio version, Thursday six thirty ish. Where were you? We're yeah. always on every Thursday night six thirty ish. So we're. Uh, Get in there and get involved uh, with apart that. Apart from what? Last week. Apart from last week, yeah. But and that and this week. Well, what well, this week? Sand died, didn't it? Yeah, but we've still started at 6... Do you, go back <laughs> it's 6.30-ish, that's the point of the ish. Do you not listen in these meetings? Probably. Uh, going through these uh, some of the comments then on the live feed. Uh, Alan says, you're talking about tiredness. He's got a squad of 20-odd players to pick from. What are you talking about? Um, I think... Yeah, that's, that's a fair valid, point. Valid point, uh, valid point, but I think you've got to take a few uh, away from that. Of You've got 16, what, 18 players in the matchday squads, and there's a few injuries in there. I don't think he's got a lot of ting- a lot of wiggle room at the minute. Benning suspended still. Exactly, and they're also got to take into consideration there as well that they're actually playing the reserve games as well. Since Flipcroft's come in bar for two occasions, one of them being today, and when he first in the first week he came in, the reserve team has been a strong a strong mm. strong side so he's obviously involved in that but he's got a, uh, Alan's got a good point there obviously it can move it about a little bit and he's got options um, Callum says against Crew, we just need to get the first tackling if you remember we had three shots in targets in the first five minutes against Accrington and it set the tone for the game completely agree and like we say if Benning had got, hadn't got sent off when he did we'd have probably been two or three up by half time um, 
Uh, Chris says we need Grimsby to beat Chesterfield and us to push on, yeah. uh, putting them down on four on to push on to put them down on the fourteenth. Come on, you stag! So I don't think, think we, we can, can mathematically math- do it now. Can I don't think we can either. It would still be nice to uh, at least have one of the final the nail in, in the coffin. coffin. Yeah, 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 which would be which would be fantastic. But you never know what might happen in football. It's a funny old game. It is a funny old game. Now, one thing uh, we do need to talk about this week, and this could be uh, you know part of the reason for the change in fitness levels and the change you know in tiredness and maybe another to use the phrase again another nail in the coffin for, for what's going wrong at the moment uh, Lee Taylor the fitness and rehabilitation coach has uh, left the club obviously it's clear for everyone to see he wasn't uh, involved in the warm up on uh, Friday against uh, Accrington nor was he at Luton replaced by uh, Daryl Taylor no relation who uh, was actually here uh, under Adam Murray before obviously people talking on, online about uh, why the club haven't announced anything or why Lee Taylor hasn't announced anything quite a simple reason really there'll probably be contracts involved and there's, pro- there's probably a reason why it can't be officially announced but it's clear for anyone to see um, you know if you do a little bit of digging that he has actually left the club and um, for me uh, Nate it's a, that's a disappointing thing to be talking about really I, th- I felt it was a key asset to us yeah I mean we talk about the people behind the scenes and uh, for, for the last couple of couple of seasons um, a lot of those people behind the scenes have done a cracking job haven't they and uh, Lee's definitely been one of them so it's a shame to see him see him go but obviously we don't know the reasons behind it and, and, and what's going to happen next so I guess we can only really wait and see but we just hope obviously Daryl's he's Darryl, isn't he? yeah, he's been yeah. involved with the club for a long time as well so at least we've got somebody who can step in and carry on the job that, that Lee was doing so I, I, don't, I don't think that should affect anything to be honest between now and the end of the season I think that you know we've got to the stage now the players should be fit um, they should be able to carry on the professionals they know what they what they should be doing um, so for me I don't think that any excuse can be made between now and the end of the season for, for fitness I think that should be fine What about you Simon do you think obviously you know you look at what Lee Taylor's done he, he's probably made McDonald the player he was he's turned Danny Rose's fitness around he's gone from a 60 minute player to a 90 minute player at times and you know I think you look at the way he was a lot of people in the comments online on social media over the last week or so have praised how his professional approach was it mm. to you know warming up at half time going through drills going through stronger drills and does that play a bit of a part if you know if you've got somebody there who's got a good reputation it brings a different caliber of players to the club as well it makes them step up their game and do things individually <laughs> well yes and no because again you know the lads are professionals anyway so they should know to keep the fitness levels up anyway but um, as far as you know Lee's concerned you know it's you know it's a bit of a sad thing to see him go because you know he probably was the one that you know kept him going throughout the game and things like that and kept the fitness levels really up so you know it yeah, it could have a slight effect on them, but them being professional, they should be fit enough to know what to do. A lot of talk about him obviously going to Peterborough, what have you, that's obviously not happened. Um, um, obviously, you see, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that's not happened, and I think had he, you know, had he been a loyal Evans man, he would have gone when Evans went, to be mm. fair, as would pleasure but there seems to be a good relationship there with the club it's, it's good they need to get move swiftly on this and get somebody in who can because Daryl Taylor is not full time he's just helping out in, in the interim as I understand it 
Um, so they need to get somebody in there because without somebody working on that, you know, nine to five and working on those individual plans for players, you know, the way the eaters, uh, Nate, you'll, you'll know this from being in the England. As I say, eating the sweets, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the way the, the way the approach, you know, doing certain exercises in a day, doing X amount of steps, that sort of thing. It's there is a way that works, isn't it? Give us it from, I mean, from the I guess, experience you've had. I guess in some ways, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to contradict what I just said a few minutes ago. To be fair, where I said the professional players and uh, they should be able to get on and know what they're doing but from my experience I think sometimes I said this when Evans left as well in some ways they might think oh different person in charge or now that person's not there who normally has that um, what's the word sort of who, who gives them a load so they might think they can get away with a bit more now so you know that that is a question there Do, are some players going to think now that they can get away with not doing the programme that, that he set for them you know if like say if they've been told to do X amount of uh, running one day or X amount of walking or eat certain things now he's not there to oversee that like you say there's that risk there that they could fall into that, that trap now I think oh, I can get away with that now so that's a fair point I think it's, it's a potential that could happen What about you when, when you was in you know the England blind squad when you was out in the tournaments over the summer there was obviously staff and certain people sort of behind the scenes involved in that were you yeah. did you find it easier having somebody who was dedicated to that sort of role to be able to work with those sort of things and did you see if so did you see an effect on you as a person it was easy in some ways it was hard because sometimes when I was out there because we you know we had the, uh, the the fitness coach who was also sort of telling us what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat and when you know pretty much controlling things down to a T as in timings etc because obviously it was in tournament mode and in blind football it's a little bit different to sighted football in the sense that we had games day after day so you have to make sure you're, you're fit and you're ready to go and play those games so everything in that sense was controlled quite specifically so it was difficult because you had to adjust to that routine pretty quickly but like I say it did make it easier as in the fact that I didn't have to worry about having to prepare properly because somebody was, was sort of doing that for me if that made sense so I think, yeah, I think it definitely helped having that somebody who's got the expertise to then pass it on to me. For you know, at that point, I, I didn't know what to do, so I probably would have prepared incorrectly. So um, depends on the personnel. Like the other players, there probably know how to prepare because I was new and, and they're not. They've been there and done it. So um, and I guess you could probably relate that back to the Stags teams that some people would have been used to that professional approach. And well, I guess if, I guess if you look at it in, in the broader picture, I mean, you've got a group of what let's say arguments say 25, 26 players. All of whom are individuals. Some will have, you know, be living with families, wives, kids. Others will be living the single lifestyle on their own. So, and obviously, some will be older than others, and some will be wiser than others. So, you, you know, you look at players who might be living away from home. It might be a comfort thing for them to go to a McDonald's and get a burger and, and some fries. Right, whereas some players might be able to have that time to make a pasta or something which is a little bit more better for them and I guess maybe in McDonald's case I don't want to single him out but obviously when he came in he's lost a lot of weight since he, since he came in and you know he's that sort of player who's thrived from having somebody like Lee Taylor alongside him if you've got somebody who's dedicated to that area of work you can see the results on the pitch and it's Adam Murray used to say a lot, didn't he? It's those one percent mm, washing yeah. your hands, doing those little little things which individuals might not think of, but doing that as a collective, which can impact. And for me, Simon, the sooner that somebody's in in that position and can start putting that into play again, I think we might look better for it longer term. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, as soon as we get somebody in and starting, I mean, if you know, God forbid, if you know, there's anybody that's like. 
going off their instructions and things like that of what to be eating or you know how to train then obviously you know they they need to be looked at and you know sorted out so yeah as soon as as soon as we get somebody in permanently then you know obviously they can go through everybody's um, fitness regime and and get it sorted and get them back up to where we should be keep the comments coming in on the live feed Callum says don't quote me on this but I saw a comment the other day that saying that Flickcroft is training them for two hours over Evans' 45 minutes and to be honest we do look tired at 60 minutes just recently I guess different coaches different methods they might have you know be working on sessions for longer periods of time or lots of short sessions over a period of time or whatever so that could be there could be a little bit of truth in that Peter says uh, it's not fitness which is the problem it's confidence up to Luton scoring we were on on top as soon as they scored it was like putting a pin in a balloon a win this Saturday will do wonders for morale and Roger says think Miller should definitely get a start no disrespect to Angle we need to be more clinical with the chances Nathan I'm sure you'll be <laughs> interested to comment on that very very shortly indeed time now though to hear from the Stags manager it's been one of the worst starts um for a Stags manager with two defeats over the weekend, Easter weekend uh, denting the Stags playoffs hopes the Stags boss says it's not about getting the personal landmark of a victory it's all about getting three deserved points and giving it for the club supporters I'm going to guarantee that we're going to give them a team to, to share that commitment and, and you know make sure that they're as committed as, as the supporters have been you know since I've walked into the building when we got back we soon sort of uh, flushed out um, you know why we didn't achieve uh, one point or three points against uh, Luton, and um, you know we we quickly agreed uh, on what I probably said after the game, which you know in the match-defining moments, uh, that's where you've got to be 100% committed to the moments to win any game of football, but certainly in the big games, uh, you know you've got to make sure that whether that's defensively or offensively, and going finishing your chances off um, that in that moment you've, you've got to have that, that ultimate impact and that maximum impact and uh, if we had it done you know we, we, we certainly want to come away from Luton uh, with zero points and uh, that's what I've reaffirmed to him this week I looked at the Forest Green performance and we stripped that down certainly the second half um, that gave me concern and um and then when I've looked at the last two weeks and, and over that Easter, Easter period what the lads were fighting for and, and trying to get a collective and a togetherness certainly against Accrington here the fight that the lads displayed um, you know then and then going to Luton after sort of the physical output and the mental output of not getting something here at our own stadium um, after a, a big effort um, they certainly run for each other they run for the supporters and and yeah I saw a galvanised spirit but you know that's really important now that we turn that performance and then performances into results and into three point results David Flickcroft there speaking at today's uh, press conference if you want to see the full video on that head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow Cam you were saying in there obviously about a galvanised spirit I, I do think that there's a lot of truth in what was said in the comments it's not about how they play or, or what they do. It's just about getting that first win because the longer it goes on, the longer we get draws and we get defeats, the more and more deflated and negative, the more the negative energy grows. So it is just about getting that win, isn't it? 
I think once we get his win under his belt, I think we might be all right because it's going into the games with the confidence, but we're coming out of the games with absolutely zero confidence because we're playing well and we're not getting the results. So players becoming deflated, they don't quite put the effort into training or they don't put the effort into preparing for a match properly and then all, every, all these little things add up. And then it's just like if you go into the game with your mindset oh so slightly wrong, it, it just... It's all about. Well, that's, to David, that's David Flitcroft's job to kind of knock that out of him, sort of thing. And he's not the best of motivation, is he? Well, no. He's no. it been a bit on, more on it recently. I've seen him a bit more on animated fr- on the touch. Mm-hmm. On Friday, yeah, he, he was more. And I saw it was more open, shouting at them, and you know, it, it's the most vocal we've seen since he's been here, to be honest. I think it was just more to organise them anything because I think once we went down to 10 men we lost his game plan slightly and it was just getting his back onto that onto mm. the plan that he wanted and fair enough we've got one less me- man but we still look the better team mm. even with 10 men so it was just trying yeah. to keep that plan going but trying to keep the momentum going yeah, after, exactly. just, after a red card and everybody's like started oh that's so it well. now we, we're down to 10 we're going to exactly. lose this it was it's deflating when you go down to 10 men but I suppose we can, we took it the right way we was like right we've lost a man we need to keep going and we took that spirit into the first rest of the first mm. half into the second half it's just unfortunate when they got their goal we just couldn't quite pick herself up enough to fight back Shelley believes otherwise she says it's called can't be bothered with the playoffs got a holiday booked how many players start thinking about lying on a beach at this stage of the season I suppose there's something in that mm. and maybe as well there's something else in that you know players will know when their contracts are up their agents will start getting them on the phones. They might say, "Yeah, Macker, uh, I've had I've had Big Steve on the phone. He, he's uh, he's interested. Don't. Turn down any deals, that sort of thing." Don't. You know? And Don't. agents start playing a part as well. There's a lot of sort of outside factors that they've got to ignore. It's, the pressure pot gets hotter and hotter, doesn't it, at this stage of the season? Mm. It's it's an interesting. I've seen it on your bit of paper about the agents and. It's just everything revolves around in football these days. It's not down to the football you're playing. A lot of the time, it's down to your contracts. Like you start looking to looking at other clubs and looking at where the interest is coming from. Because you need to, as a football player, you can't just go as a spur of the moment. Then you've got to think about, say, if someone playing for Carlisle, they got a bid from Plymouth or something like that. You've got to plan ahead. So it's this time of season when the start players start thinking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, it certainly is, and uh, Xander Diamond is, has been speaking this week as well. We'll hear from him very shortly indeed. Let's touch upon the agent fees, then, because you mentioned it there. I was going to save it for later, but you mentioned it now, so I'll, I'll bring it up. No, it's all good fun because it, it links into the topic, so well done you for bringing it up. Uh, a lot of money being shelled out, £85,000 plus for agent fees compared to Accrington Stanley's just over nine grand. They're top of the table. We're languishing outside the playoffs. Is it? Spend less, achieve more. What's what's the what's the what's the thinking? A lot of money. I, I think Accrington's the exception, really. I don't know how they've done it, but they they do it. They seem to do it. Last John few Coleman's years. a terrific manager I and an excellent motivator. Yeah, they've done it the last few seasons, aren't they? Where they've not really had a budget, but they've seemed to somehow still get in the good players and still be in and around there. So, in some ways, it's it's credit to them for for how they run it. But coming back onto ourselves, obviously, we know that we've we've had a budget this year and we've spent a lot more than usual. So didn't really surprise me to be honest um, a lot of that's probably probably half that money is probably on, uh, on Steve Evans agent anyway so that wouldn't surprise me either if that was the case obviously I don't know that but <laughs> speculating anyway but um, 
you know, I think you look at the other sums as well. There's teams there, I mean, just below us is Chesterfield, and, well, they've clearly not spent wisely because look where they are in comparison to us. Notts County, just below them, and, well, you could argue that, yes, they're four points ahead of us at the minute, but they're dropping like us as well at the moment, so they're probably on average with us. Coventry's up there, well, they're a big side anyway, they get big crowds, so you'd expect that from them. So I think it's just that we're not used to it, and um, so it might seem a bit shocking. But I still think, look at the, the calibre of players we've got in compared to previous seasons. Yeah. It will be interesting to see the money broken down on a deal-by-deal deal basis because we're talking about £85,000 being shelled, you know, sort of passed out here. That could just be on, on one deal for one player. You know, it's you don't know, it's you know, Jake, Jake pocket, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's it. There's yeah. quite a few of our players that are represented by him, so... yeah. Who knows where it goes? Uh, Rich <laughs> in the comments says, "I'm certain McDonald's has been tapped up by Evans, and his mind is isn't on our challenge now. Uh, certainly explains his recent performances. Speculation is a horrible thing, isn't it? At this yeah. time of the season, it really is. Uh, still to come, we're going to be talking about the reserves. A strong uh, eleven mixed with youth, obviously beat Rotherham five two in the week, uh, in which Ricky Miller scored a hat trick. We'll have the results of our snap poll. Do time to vote on that. Should Ricky Miller be starting?" on Saturday let us know your thoughts on that we'll look ahead to the final six games of the season uh, including the the home game with Crew Alexandra on uh, Saturday and here from Captain Xander Diamond but first we've talked a lot about misery and a little bit of deflation as is sitting in the air like a bad smell and it's not me it's, it's Harry the dog um, well, I thought you were going to say if in doubt blame it on the dog so I think it's time for a little bit of uh, fun and entertainment well entertainment I use the word the, the term lightly uh, last week we played the 90 second possession game it went down so well Cam won an easter egg I thought we'd play it again and this week I've got not one but pick, two, pick but two prizes to be won. Pick and mix, as Cam rightly says, and a tub of uh, quality street. Now, it's Cam, so much money on us. Well, yeah. you say I spent money. It's a good but, Well, it's, uh, I might just be trying to get rid of these out of my cupboard. You never know, do you? Check the date. Nineteen eighty-eight. Was in the old-fashioned box. They don't even do them anymore. They've still back. got some uh, wrapping paper. Might have been bigger than that, wasn't they? Old quality street days like that, weren't they? Exactly. So we're going to play it again, Cam. As you were the winner last week, you can decide first and foremost which prize we are playing for first. Are we playing for the Quality Street or are we playing for the Pick and Mix? What are we playing for first? Quality Street first. Okay, we're playing for the Quality Street first. And as you were the person who um, won it last week, you can decide who starts in possession of the Quality Street. You're going to give it to Simon first. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to take it first, actually. Okay. Okay, this is how the game works. Um, Change my mind. Tactic. This is how the game works. You cannot be in possession of the quality street or the pick and mix once the 90 seconds is up. To be to uh, to get rid of possession, you've got to get a question right. Get a question right, you pass it along. So if you get the question right, you pass it to Nathan, then to Simon, and then back round. Do we all understand the rules of the game? If you are in possession of the quality street, at or the just end of the pass until you get to a question, you, you know. Can't pass. You've got to answer the question. Uh, And if you are in possession (laughs) of the quality street at the end of the 90 seconds, you are out, and then it's uh, between the remaining two players to fight it out for that prize, uh, and so on and so on. Are you ready? 
Are you ready Ish. for this? Okay. Maybe. Bob. Nathan, are you ready? Yep. Nathan. Simon, are you ready? I reckon so. Okay. Then let's play. Let me get the question. And might have the question. Yeah. Cam's not ready. He's gone. Cam's yeah, gone. Might have forgotten the uh, questions. Let's play the uh, ninety-second um, possession game. Here we go. Then here we go. Three, three, two, two, one, zero. Who did strikers Mickey and Rory Bowling join after leading the Stags in 2008? Bradford. Correct, give it to Nathan. How many appearances did Leeds United boss Paul Heckingbottom make during his Stags career, 11 or 22? 22. Incorrect, keep hold. Against which side did Paul Cox <coughs> secure his first victory as Mansfield Town Manager? God, I'm supposed Wrexham. Incorrect, keep hold. Complete this sequence of players who have worn the number seven shirt. Adam Chapman, Shaq Colthurst and... Mike McDonald. Correct. Pass it to Simon. Two players scored on their Stags debut against Newport County on the opening day of last season. Danny Rose and who? Ah, um, (coughs) Kevin Hurst. Correct. Give it to Cam. How many goals did the Stags score in in their first season back in the Football League in 2013-14? 53. Incorrect. Keep hold. Adam Murray had one full season as Stags manager, but where did his side finish at the end of the 2015-16 season? Uh, 11th. Incorrect. Keep hold. Former Stags captain Kevin Pilkington is now goalkeeping coach at which fellow League Two side? Cambridge. Correct. Oh, Pass it to Nathan. Ah. Which left back joined the Stags on loan from Luton to aid the Stags title charge in 2012-13? Incorrect. Tactic work. Oh, well done, Cam. This happened to me last time. Nathan. Nathan's like, I hate this game. I've got my eyes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I've got my eyes on the pick and mix. Okay, Cam, just do me a favour and flick the old. uh, Oh yeah, it's getting getting a little bit dark in here. Oh dear. There you go. That's a little bit better. The joys of being live. So uh, it's between Simon and uh, Cam for the quality street. Do you mind? Can we turn back and we are on camera? We don't see the side of your face. Mind you, we don't see the side of your face either. I'm gonna. Can you face Um, that way? (laughs) So the door if you want. Cam, you decide. Are you in possession or not? No. Okay, so Simon, you're going to start in possession. Ninety seconds. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Three. Which left back joined on loan from Luton Town to aid the Stags title charge in 2012-13? Greg Taylor. Correct, give it to Cam. What's the connection between crew boss David Artell and current left back Johnny Hunt? Uh playing at Wrexham together. I need more. They both played when we won the title. Correct. Give it back to uh, to Simon. Rational Tram, Rational Tram is an anagram of which pretty and pink X Stags shot stopper? Rational Tram is an Holly anagram. Palmer. Incorrect. Told. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Which former Stags centre back made his first appearance for the club in 1984 and his last in 2002? Darren Ward. Incorrect. Keep hold. Louis Malt had two brief loan spells with the Stags in 2011. Who did he enjoy a one-game loan spell with in between his stints at the Stags? Wrexham. Incorrect. Keep hold. Which former winger is the current boss of Preston North End? Alex Neal. Correct. Give it to Cam. 
which of the stacked midfield once carried a £1 million price tag? Jacob Mallis. Correct, give it to Simon. Which now Premier League side finished second in Division 3 in 2003-2004? Oldersfield. Incorrect. Keep hold. Which stacked goalkeeper is the club's oldest ever player? I asked the question so he's got a chance to finish it. Uh, Which um, goalkeeper is the club, the club's current oldest ever player? I'm going to give you ten seconds. Ten. Oh, what's his name? Nine, <laughs> eight, seven. Played at Newport. Six, <laughs> five, four. Oh, God, three. Right, Jensen. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, that's uh, no, there's no not a fix. Not a fix. I asked, I I had started the question before the You're time. You're just to answer. No, I gave him 10 seconds and he got it before the time was out. Therefore, you are in possession, you are out. So it is now between, between, (laughs) don't worry, don't worry, you've got a chance. It's now between um, Simon and Nathan. In fact, no, you are out. You are through to the final. You are through to the final. He's out, I've lost, he's won. No, you've got a choice. You've got a choice. You can have the pick and mix as your prize for winning or you can go through to the final for the chance to win the pick and mix and you will play the loser of Cam and Nathan what would you like to do? I reckon that I'd like to keep the quality streak and let Cam and Nathan fight it out for the pick and mix (laughs) okie dokie congratulations Nathan as the first person out you get to choose are you in possession or is Cam in possession first? Um, ah, Mrs. will be happy later. Not go for Cam first. Cam first. Okay, no. Cam, they're yours. And move the other pick and mix out of the way. This might get ugly. Yeah. Let's move everything out no, of the way. No tea. Okay, okay. Not organised, is it? No, this, this is not. Here we go. So we've got 90 <laughs> seconds. This is for the pick and mix. Uh, more to come shortly if you've just joined us you're watching the Mansfield Matters podcast live on uh, facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters if you listen to the audio version of this every Thursday 6.30 uh, is the, the place oh, to get yeah. involved we're still going to be talking about Ricky Miller we're going to still be talking about the last six as well uh, but first for a bit of fun for a one pound pick and mix which uh, I can tell you includes some jelly sweets, a bit of chocolate, some banana things, some strawberry bonbons. There's some, there's loads in there. Uh, Cam, you are in possession first. Is that correct? Yes, it is. There it is. Uh, so, basically, you know the rules of the game. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, zero. Which right back joined the club from Reading in 2006 and since leaving has shone at clubs such as Oxford and Luton? Right back, join the club. No idea. A here alone is an anagram of which central defender who played for us during our debut season in the conference? A here alone is an anagram of which central defender who played for us during our debut season in the conference? Oh, Alan O'Hare. Correct, give it to, give it to Nathan. Which towering centre half was famed for his long throw, having two spells with the stakes during the conference? <laughs> Correct, give it to Cam. Which left back inspired the name of Soccer Saturday's Jeff Stelling's book after being sent off by Oxford? Bliss. No. No. Ah, no, you've answered. Oh, you've answered. No, you've answered. No, you've answered. Oh, no, Same possession. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> Will Atkinson yeah. is currently in his second spell with the club. He first joined us on loan in 2008, but from who? Paul. Correct. Give it to Nathan. Wearing number six, which central midfielder who could operate at left back made 23 appearances during the 07-08 season, leaving us for the other MTFC in Macclesfield after our relegation. Who was it? Neil McKenzie. 
Incorrect. Which left which left winger finished his playing career with the state in 2003 after making 20 appearances. He established himself at the likes of Leeds, Newcastle, and Bolton. Initials oh, SS. Seven, seven, six. What's his name? Four, three, Damn two, it. two, one, one incorrect it was uh, it was uh, Scott Sellers which oh, means that's it that Cam you <laughs> are the winner of the pick and mix if I really feel come on. I really feel sorry for Nathan no it's alright don't worry I'm not playing anymore there he goes right, pick, pick some out there <laughs> oh that's nice don't Just worry we've we'll got some it. anyway we're stealing anyway yeah Nathan there you go mate you can have to watch what's left of the other oh, ones that are in the everyone's a winner of the everyone's a winner Okay, then let's bring it back down to a... Oh, fantastic. Uh, we'll have another game of that for another prize next week. Why not? I, mean, I quite enjoyed the 90 second quiz. It was a bit of tension. I will win one tomorrow yeah. Monday. <laughs> 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 Determined, I will. I, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Okay, Ricky Miller debate. Snap poll time. Um, should he start against Crew on Saturday? Yes or no, Simon? Yes. Cam? Definitely. Nate? 100% yes. Let's have a look at what you've been saying as well on our Facebook and our uh, Twitter pages. Uh, we've put that out there for you to have a look at. Uh, get your comments coming in on this uh, as well. Should Ricky Miller uh, be starting on Saturday against Crew? Uh, Paul says a big yes. Some other comments coming in as well. We'll get to those very, very shortly indeed. Uh, really want to hear your um, thoughts on this. Should Ricky Miller be starting on Saturday uh, against Crew Alexander and Meyer. Twitter's taken absolutely ages uh, to load. Uh, Nathan, you obviously inspired this one. You, was, you were looking at, at this one. So, in your opinion, why should Ricky Miller be the starting uh, the starting man? Well, to be honest, I think he should have started the last two games. And uh, I know I'm not alone in that opinion. Um, he's been working hard in the reserves for quite a few games. It wasn't longer since he got a couple of goals in another game, wasn't it? Obviously, he got a hat trick. Um, on I think he scored in the he scored in the other reserve game final, in the yeah. Central League yeah that was on yeah, yeah. Um, so you know it's, it's been for me I don't, I, I don't want to keep going on about it because I don't want to like I've got a vendetta against a guy but Leangle hasn't been doing it for me um, so I feel like obviously Rose has been out so there's been an opportunity this and you know and it's, we need goals he has proven albeit yeah in the non-league that he can score goals but the sort of goals he's scored it's not ones that just non-league players can score he's, you know he can clearly do that in the league I, I that's what I feel but he just hasn't been given the chance so why not why not just get him on at the start he should have done it against Forest Green he didn't he should have played longer at Luton he didn't same with Accrington he wasn't played so um, you know he needs a chance Simon what about you I mean you've obviously watched the, some of the footage of, and we've all seen his, his goal record at uh, at Dartford and, 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 players, uh, and places like that. Was it Dartford? Dover. 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 It began we did. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Wrong end of the country. Whatever. <laughs> um, but you, obviously uh, you've seen all of that. He's a player who likes to play off the front foot with confidence. He likes to run at defenders. He likes to cause a bit of mischief. And it's probably exactly what we're missing, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, I feel that when he's, when he's come on, he looks hungry. You know, he, he looks... He wants to get in the mix and, you know, he wants to mix it up a little. So why not give him a start? You know, we, we've we got nothing to lose because, you know, Danny's out injured. Lee Angle's not doing it 
up front, so Ever. it can't be no worse than any of the others that we've got, to be honest. So why not just give them a give them a shot? Well, it's a resounding yes on, on all our social media platforms, on our Twitter uh, page uh, as well. Eighty-eight uh, percent of uh, voters said yes, and on Facebook, ninety-one percent uh, of those who voted said yes after getting his hat trick for the reserves. Uh, should Ricky Miller start on Saturday? Looking at some of the um, comments coming in as well, Paul says he's scoring in the reserves, full of confidence that he should be able to bring it to the table if he plays on Saturday. Roger asks, has Miller got a right foot? Should have, to- should have toe-poked the chance against Accrington. He is a left-footed player, but he does like to play off the, the He could the have gone down for he? a penalty, he, actually. He could have done. Mm. I think, personally, I'd give him a, a start. I mean, what have we got to lose? He's a player who's hungry, you know, he, he's scored goals... Uh, we've obviously looked at the, res- the goals he-, he saw scored for the reserves cam as well. Scrappy goals inside the box, getting on on the loose balls, but it's that sort of cutting edge which we've we've needed. We've not had. We've been lacking players to get onto the second ball, and that's just not been recently. That's just been all season when the second ball's dropped in the area. There's not been anyone there to to poke it home, and then it's a sort of play. Fair enough. It's not always what Ricky Miller's scored in the past but it's something that we know that he can do and he can do it against decent quality teams fair enough it's still reserves but they've been good strength good standard teams, teams yeah, as, well, as well it's a good level that actually really when you you play the, the right size so the thing, the thing is with that reserve game as well again I was, I was following um, the commentary on the Twitter and it seemed like everything positive that was happening it wasn't just the goals that he was involved in he was involved in so much more he, um, he had a, a, a cracking chance I don't know if you've seen on the highlights but a cracking chance for about was it 20 yards out or maybe further um, looping dipping shot he, he seemed Pretty to be smart, instrumental in so much of what, he, what we did going forward and like I say yeah it's reserves and yeah you could argue it's against less opposition but he hasn't been given the chance to prove that he can do it against League, league 2 opposition so like I say just throw him in there what have we got to lose the other man of course who joined the loan at the same time is that of Matt Penny who does seem to have disappeared didn't really play in the reserves <laughs> is he carrying a knock we don't know um, Peter says what has happened to Penny and I don't know whether we we should have him in there at the minute obviously you, you know it was Johnny Hunt against Luton at left back I thought he did alright I think what Hunt where Hunt and Benning differ and I said this earlier on in the season when Hunt was getting that running the side was Hunt's more of a defensive fullback whereas Benning will get forward a little bit and attack and what we lacked at Luton for me at stages was that bit of support for CJ would Penny bring that to the table what do you think I'd, I'd put him in for one reason set pieces he's supposedly a set piece uh, specialist and there's one thing that a lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans um, said he was incredibly good at and I think that's one of the things that we've been weak at this season of, of getting that good delivery in the ball uh, in the box so uh, especially from, from set pieces so I'd put him in for that reason alone really so you'd have Miller and Penny mm. probably would I'd, yeah I've, I've been wanting to see Penny for a while to be honest see what he can actually do I, I need, he came on didn't he against Somebody. So he made one appearance. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, played, it's no, one or two appearances. Yeah. 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 I think it was yeah. without looking back through the. Didn't the record. really do much because he wasn't given that much time to be honest. Because no, no, like no. he he did a three minutes to go sort of thing. Throw a throw a player on to waste some time. Certainly but, not featured under Flickcraft. Anyway. No, and I'd I'd like to see him to be honest to see what he can give. Because again, it can't be. No worse than what we've already got at the minute. So you know why not? Why not throw him in? These these two players might be 
you know, the change that we actually need. I'll say, throw me at left back, and one thing that I picked up on at Luton is you've got Hayden White gallivanting up down the right wing. Because Johnny Hunt doesn't do that, it leaves us a little bit off balance at the back. Because obviously you've got Reese Bennett and Xander Diamond, but you've got them two pushing across to go and cover across slightly a bit more right sided just so that you can get Xander or Reese or whoever to cover that where mm. White's missing. But Johnny Hunt doesn't always come across. He always stays out on the left side. So it leaves us slightly open on the counter. And that's where Luton caught us with their first goal. It was just a a slight slight ball past Hunt and whipped it in. And same as what they did to us last season. It's just a, a ball into the six-yard area. And it's just poked home. And it's just slight lapse in concentration. Mm. And it's letting us down. Again, it's a system thing, isn't it? I mean, for me, I wouldn't even be contemplating playing four at the back on, on Saturday. I think against Cree, you've got to go for it, and it'd be 3-4-3 three, three, uh, for me. Keep the comments uh, coming in. Um, Rich says, not even in the reserves, must be injured or must have gone back. I don't think he's gone back, because when we were me and Nathan went for Chesterfield tickets, he was there, he, he was, was there, involved yeah. uh, with that uh, as well. Um, also... Uh, we've had comments coming in from Callum uh, who says out of any of the signings I was really looking forward to seeing Penny uh, the way the Sheffield fans, Wednesday fans praised him I thought he'd be straight into the team and a regular first team player and Roger says would also like to see Penny get a chance at this level it's those little tweaks isn't it which would make us the difference and we talk about being lacking in energy but we've got the players in those key positions who yeah we can sit here and we can argue they need one or two games which we don't have to get them going but it's like a roulette wheel, isn't it? You've got to gamble. You've got to ch- you've got to chuck the ball on the wheel and see what and see where it lands. I guess exactly. Yeah, I mean we we've all been Nathan's been shouting for Miller for like two or three games, and I don't think he's alone on that one. I know we have, and well, eighty over sort of eighty percent. That's twelve percent. Probably aren't even our supporters as well. You think you should lay yeah, up? I reckon he's made different accounts and just put no, no, no. He wants to stay in the team, so yeah. Oh, who knows? <laughs> uh, one man who has been back in the team over the Easter weekend is Captain Xander Diamond, the stag skipper, as we say, back in the side over the Easter weekend. And with six games to go, he believes the corner which needs to be turned is Saturday's game against Crew Alexandra. Let's hear from the stag skipper. Without getting ahead of ourselves, we need to focus on the first game at hand, regardless of the six. Um, we need to put our equalise and a performance in what we did at Luton um, but take our chances when they come along I think we had enough chances against Luton to, to win two games of football let alone one we didn't take them we get punished so um, you know training will be positive it has been all week and um, said on to the weekend now after the game on, on Friday we, we try to take the positives from it um, you know performance wise was, was very good I think up until 60 minutes at Luton it was very good again um, I think about worry if we weren't creating chances, but we seem to be creating chances in a bundle, um, and we're just not taking them. And, and you know that that's not just the strikers and the midfielders; that's defenders as well. Had a, a great chance as well. So collectively, we have to come together um, and get the result that we want. But the performance-wise, over the two games, we're good. But performances don't get points on the board. We need to start turning these performances into wins and, and, and quick. Regardless if it's the beginning of the season or these um, last six games. Ultimately, we all have to pull together. We need more leaders out there. Um, we know we've got them um, within the changing room, within the squad, and um, you know it's going to take a big push now, come now to the end of the season. You know, but we put the work in, the hard work, um, week in, week out in the training field. Um, it gets his ideas across, and just turning um, to get the victory. But we crave it. You know, we we feel the disappointment. You know, they put so much work and effort into getting us ready and prepared and. 
we as a group of players want to reward them um, with three points. Um, you know, people will say that they've not won in a certain amount of games, but the beliefs there, and we know if we turn up and believe we can turn up and beat Crew on Saturday, we'll, we'll be sitting with three points. You know, it's been a long time coming and um, getting a victory, but you know, you know, a victory is like in, in any any um, walk of life. You win a game of football, it's it's fantastic. The feel good factor comes back. Not to say it's not here, but. It galvanises the whole sort of the crowd, and then the confidence comes back into into the team, and and hopefully we carry that on. That's Stags captain Xander Diamond speaking at this morning's uh, press conference. If you want to watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow for that. What do you make of these Stags skippers' uh, words, then, Simon? There's a bit of hurt in his voice. Yeah, he? yeah, you can hear that. You know, he, he wants it. it Everything that I've always heard is that they always have a good week in training, and you know he gets his ideas across. What what gets me is is like why why don't they take that onto the football pitch? You know why through, is that different in a match day situation? Yeah, yeah. I know I know your your position set up differently to what you you're gonna play in a in a training session and things like that. But if you stick to your game plan, you're making the opposition play to your game plan. So. What, why, why is it so different on a match day? I'm not slated Flitcroft for this because I think we need to be as supportive as possible but it just looks as if Flitcroft goes into the game with one plan and that is it because they look lost at Luton after they, if they, they couldn't score then they just look lost they'd play the ball across the midfield or they'd play it back they just wouldn't know what to do with it so they, they literally looked as if they went into the game with one game plan so I don't know what they work on in training all week, but it just seems to be the same thing over and over again. One game plan. If it don't work, then they just look lost, and that's where the energy goes because they're forever chasing the ball round. But then the, that should be your captain's job to lift them and keep them going. Be, and and like, you know, Ken the Diamond's been in this win. position before. He's, he's obviously captain Northampton when they won promotion. He's been in different sides before. He's been in different situations. He said in that interview, um, you know, about needing leaders. And that's what we're lacking at the minute. We're lacking leaders all over the pitch. We've got this collective thing about us which just makes us collapse and just makes us sort of switch off. We need a bully. We've, we said this year, ages and ages ago, we need that bully boy and that... Mm. Get that, jammed back. That's yeah. it, bring back Maguire. Um, talking about players to, to come in, Roger says in the comments, um, I know he's in reserves, but what about young Keaton Ward? Is he ready? Well, Flickcroft certainly seems to like him. He's got a pro contract and Flickcroft's been very proactive in that. Is it worth the gamble? It's though? quite interesting what they do actually do with him because obviously he's playing with the reserves, but he's also playing with a very strong reserve team. He played in the cup final, <coughs> I think, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah and I know yeah. he played against Morecambe. He also, played, he also started uh, on Tuesday in the game when Miller scored the hat trick against Rotherham. Being given the chances that he's putting in decent performances, because I'm following him on Twitter and I'm watching the highlights, he's always involved in a goal somewhere, whether it's a little layoff pass or whatever. He just seems to be always in and around the action. I can't see there being like no reason why they can't get in, in and around like the first team, like have him on the bench or involved in the matchday squad at home games. Yeah, looking at them fixtures. For games like I wouldn't put him against Stevenage or Chesterfield, but games like Crew and Port Vale where he might get the odd chance of few, just where it's... Game like last yeah. 10, 15 minutes. If we're winning. If yeah. We, yeah. yeah, it depends on what 
the situation. Yeah. 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 So I mean, for me, I, I think Crew is an absolute pivotal point of our season. Crew mm. is to coin the phrase "poo or bust," isn't it? That's really, it is. Yeah. In, so. I wouldn't risk him in that. Uh, you know, it looks like they are trying to get him to step up by putting him in and starting him alongside, you know, the the, the professional team, mm. which is a great thing. But going into that pressured atmosphere, you know, he's a, he's a young lad. He's going to feel that pressure when he goes onto that pitch in front of the crowd. And I, I don't feel like some you should throw him into that situation when you're in a game where it could mean the difference of actually there's, you know securing a playoff place or not so it depends I like to say for crew I wouldn't but if we say yeah touch wood we can do it uh, win our next three or four games and it comes to Port Vale and we've you know, solidified a little bit more of a playoff place and we are winning then I would throw him on I would mm. It's a, it's a risk maybe worth taking. Let's look at those last six games then. Shelley says in the com- comments, uh, online Sheffield Wednesday have uh, spoken about the penny situation at Mansfield. I've not read that article, so I can't elaborate on, on that further. Um, so Roger also says, somebody once said you didn't don't win anything with kids. Let's look at these last six <laughs> games then. Uh, obviously, crew at home on Saturday. They're down there. They are fighting for the for the life. They nearly safe uh, but still mathematically they could get drawn in with bad results uh, here or there so you know that they'll want to come and they'll want to secure a good result as well um, Stevenage obviously on the Tuesday night the rearranged fixture from uh, the postponement uh, ages uh, a couple of weeks or so uh, ago uh, then the big one in a, a week on Saturday Chesterfield away in the local derby followed by Port Vale at home the following Saturday and then the final away game of the season uh, the trip to Yeovil and then the final day of the season Crawley at home all of those games apart from probably the Crawley game really realistically and maybe Stevens a little bit there are against, they are against clubs who for whatever reason are fighting for something that is a tough running for me Nath what about you? I'd agree um, it's what I said a couple of weeks ago it's sort of you look at these teams like Luton and Accrington and they're obviously difficult ones but people then look at it and say like obviously Chesterfield's a derby anyway so that's always going to be fun goes out the window for that anyway regardless but those teams that are fighting for you know for safety is going to be just as hard as it is playing those at the top because they they really want it and because they, they've got to want it and that's where we've got to be as, as, as a team we've We've got to go out with, without our hunger to do our job. And this is why I think in some ways it might work in our favour that we're now chasing the pack rather than in it. Um, but then we've also got to be a bit, have a bit more guile about us, have a bit of quality. Cause we have, we, we sh- if we match them for the fight, our quality should come through. And that's, that's what we've got to get into that belief and that mindset that we can do it. One, one thing that, that's bugged me all season is it's the attendances. And I know it's it's not always been something that we've been focusing on about attendances that are relevant, but at this time of season, we need to be drawing the crowds in because if we can get the players going, and especially with Chesterfield away, I think there's something like 30 tickets left. So we're going to have a big following for that. Mm. If we can get the crowds in to support the team, just be supportive towards the team, keep them going right until the final whistle. Because we've been vocal in the games but they've just not quite had enough to get through them I'm afraid Stags fans have always been the same uh, yeah fans come Knox but... County and come Chesterfield you know every man and his dog was going to want tickets to go but when you've got Crawley at home the you know all 
Port Vale at home or anything like that, they, they, they'd rather stay away. Well, that's, to be honest. What worries me as well is I think if we don't go up this season, next season's going to be even harder to get mm. fans in because it's been sold to them this year. This is you know, project promotion. We've got this budget and we've you know got in these players. And so we've sort of built it up, haven't we? And then if we fail, they're not going to want to come for project promotion part two, are they? Because they think, well, we went last year. Nothing happened. So I mean, it's going to be a lot harder as well if, if we don't go up to get in next year. So The hill becomes a mountain, doesn't it, if we fail this time around? I think it does, yeah. It's a big, 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 big. Let's hope we don't. <laughs> well, let's hope we don't. Well, this leads me on to the, the final <coughs> question before I've heard the answer to oddballs. I've not forgot. I nearly did, but I haven't. Well done. I know. Um, six games to go. I've never known a manager start so badly in terms of not being able to get a win. And this does seem to be that air of deflation which I want to get away from. But in your heart of hearts and in your head of head, can Mansfield reach the playoffs? Can they do it? Yes or no? Nathan win on Saturday then yes lose on Saturday then no Simon oh it's yeah it's one of them you know every game's now we need to win but I want to stay true to them I want to say yeah Cam I'm going to go same as Nathan if we win on Saturday then yeah but you think about it if we slip up now with Lincoln not playing this weekend, which are the team that we're chasing at the minute, they're not playing this weekend. Game in hand. We've known games in hand. And our game in trying. hand is Tuesday night. Exactly. It's it's swings and roundabouts, but we've just got to stay focused on chasing the rest of that pack down and just... It's well, the old, we'll old thing, isn't it? If we, know how we, if we play how we know we can play... All six of them games are winnable. If, if we go out like we did against Accrington and, and for the first 50, 50 minutes of, of Luton, yeah. then we should be, in my opinion, every single one of these yeah. teams that are left. But if we come out like Forest Green, we might as well just, just give up now. Yeah. Wouldn't it be ironic if for the first six games of the 12 that Flickcroft took over for, we were absolutely awful and just for, for whatever reason just couldn't find a way through? And then for the last six, one or six and ended up in the playoffs and getting promotion wouldn't that be, be some nice. sort of irony in it'd be nice sort of, I personally believe we, we can do it but as you you say I'm, I'm not stupid I know that Saturday it has to win because the pressure and pressure is piling on Flickcroft to get that win mm. fail to do so we're going to be even further away from the playoffs and it's going to be an even tougher tougher battle so for me one game at a time starting with Saturday Three points, clean sheet, nothing else. And for me, team selection-wise, this man's got to be in. Mr Digby's got to be in. Um, it's 3-4-3 three, three, or 3-4-1-2, three, depending on your preference. Start with Miller, 100% hungry striker, along with Hemmings. Three at the back, play it out, possession football, and show no mercy. We can't afford to be nice and polite to teams now. We've got to be ruthless and be the balls in the china shop, because if we don't, we're going to fall flat on their faces aren't we that's it I wouldn't be against play, sticking with the 4-4-2 because Hayden White's been fantastic since he's come back in the squad and he did really well against Accrington he did really well against Luton and I think Johnny Hunt did a very good job at Luton and I think maybe drop Reese Bennett and put Digby in instead I think him and Pierce have not quite been on it recently and we've been quite leaky at the back and we've not quite been Focused and on it, 
So I think maybe a break, obviously, Pierce has had a forced break because he's been suspended. Yeah. But yeah. I think just the mental side of things, everyone's absolutely shattered. It's a long season. And you think about it, the games, they've come thick I'm, and fast. I'm going to say it again for like the fifth week in a row. They've got to want it. Yeah, they've got to want <laughs> they've it. They've got to want that's it. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Uh, let's reveal the answer to Oddballs then before we finish with a special announcement. Uh, I didn't Yay. remember. Me. Uh, I asked at the start of the show, uh, Dave Artell, Gary Roberts and Lee Bell, all three ex-stags were actually at crew at the same time. But which one of the three is the oddball? Now, I gave you a clue that it's nothing to do uh, with management. Any guesses? Do you want to pin your colours to a mass, Nath? Which one of the three? Dave Artell, Gary Roberts or Lee Bell? Which one's the oddball? Uh, Lee Bell. What would your reasoning be? What would you? What would you? I don't know, I'm just going to throw any. I just picked a random player, and I'm just going to say that he left us from us straight to there. That's the only. Oh, I, okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's true, but I'm yeah, just going okay. with that. Yeah, okay. Gary Roberts, because he's just an oddball anyway. Simon's words, not mine. That's <laughs> podcast, uh, Gary. If you're watching, my friend, um, we love you. That, I'm that only one joking. Simon, that one's Simon over there. That one's Simon over there. Come. Artel. So we were one of us, right? I want to go different to the rest of these, but what would your reasoning be? Trying to think. His name's Dave. I'll give you a a further clue. Or or it's got something to do with the start of their careers. Oh, I'll try to think. Academy? Uh, Youth team? Something like that? Do you know what? He's actually got it nailed on. Lee Bell and uh, Gary Roberts both came through Crew's Academy and Youth team. Dave Artel uh, didn't. He uh, joined them actually after having played for us, but he joined them later on in his career. Although they played all played together, but yeah, he oh, was the Artel was Artel was the only one who <laughs> thought that as well. There. Yeah, question, Nate. Question. Yep. Uh, final comment of the night from Roger. Fingers crossed, we must do it. They must be more dynamic up front and take their chances. hundred percent spot on. And to be honest, Stags, we really need you to step it up because with six games left to go, you know. It's all on you. We believe that you can do it. We've all said we believe you can do it. Just get it right. Let's not look back at the, t- the six games of Flickcroft and the Evans leaving us. Let's just treat it as a brand new piece of paper, a brand new canvas to draw our picture upon and, and see what happens. It's, it's gone. It's, it's gone. done. It's Evans done. is gone. Done. 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 It's new season. It's six games long and it starts on Saturday. Yeah. That's the way to look at it. Now, uh, with the season coming to a close, we've got a very special announcement for you uh, tonight. Um, we are delighted to tell you that once the season finishes, that won't be the end of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Well, it'll be the end of the podcast, but not quite. Not quite-ish. Probably. Ish, probably. Maybe. Uh, we have, um, it's still work in progress, um, so there's still a lot more to be, um, you know, the I's dotted and the T's crossed, that sort of thing. But at the end of the season, in close season, we will be going back down memory lane uh, on each episode being joined by a previous Stags player and or manager. There's uh, a few names that uh, have already confirmed that will be doing it with us. Uh, we'll reveal them close to the time, but there are so, some uh, some big ones, not just from sort of the last couple of years or so, but from a few years back uh, as, back as well. Back in my day. Back in, <laughs> back Simon, in my day. Back in Simon's day. Uh, Nathan, can you give a, a clue to, 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 to one of the ones that we, we've got coming up? You're testing me now. You're about giving it away. That's hard to do. I haven't. I haven't thought it through. So um, I don't know. Simon, what about you? Obviously, uh, there's one from uh, before 
me, Nathan and Camor started watching yeah. uh, the Stags give us a bit of a clue to, to who that might be well, he's a former shot stopper to be honest former shot stopper yeah from sort of the mid 90s yeah mid 90s yeah yeah quite a good goalkeeper as well to be honest and highly thought of by Stags fans yes and and he sorely misses Mansfield as a general and misses being around and the fans because he says he loves it here and uh, another one is uh, a hitman who uh, actually has a bit of a historic um, thing to his name uh, another one is a former defender whose uh, testimonial was a, a few years ago and we've also got plenty more in the works as well so stay tuned to this Facebook page and our website for that but in the close season Mansfield Matters will be going it down memory lane each podcast will feature a former player and or manager who will be recalling their stories uh, of the stags and their careers and their memories and things like that um, for you guys at home so once the full time whistle blows on this season that ain't it from us you ain't getting rid of us lot unfortunately so uh, you know uh, keep an eye out for that for now though that is it for this week six games to go in Sky Bet League 2 six games on the playoff hunt as we say start it and treat it as a new season this season's been a long 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 road really hasn't it many twists and, and many turns but as we enter April we've got to make sure one thing at the end of it that Mansfield Town aren't playing the part of the April Fools. This is Mansfield Matters, uh, the podcast for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. We'll see you next Thursday, 6.30-ish. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.